watch the stand, but watch all their Star Trek IP shit first. Yeah, I've heard it's pretty good. Star Trek STD. STD. <laughs> Why not STD? Discovery. So I don't need. Don't put Star Trek in front of it. You just need the STD. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I'm Joe. I'm Ken. (laughs) Oh, smooth. (laughs) Uh, Maybe we should restart. What? No, I will not. This will be permanent. But but will it? Because there's been an awful lot of silence on my end up until just now. Hey, I'm Joe. I'm Ken. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. Uh, Were you waiting for me to do that? (laughs) Not really, but it worked out great. I'm Joe. I'm Ken. I'm Andrew. And I'm Dan. We are the Rewinders, rewinding movies to see if they hold up. And this time, we paid our debt to society by watching The Running Man. Quick question before we go too far. Dan, when you introduce yourself, do you insert the Oxford comma? I mean, yes. <laughs> You're the only one who has uh, the and in there. I'm, I'm not sure. You you better be using How it. classy we are. Well, where would the comma go? Because it's and I'm Dan. Before and. You could really set the curve here and say Dan I am. I'm not Sam. But it would be so cool to hear you say Dan I am. No. Maybe if we do Cat in the Hat. Uh, yeah, we should do Cat in the Hat just could. so you can have the chance. That's really kind of too new, though. But anyway. So yeah, we we definitely watched that uh, that Running Man movie. Yet another one of uh, Stephen's, Stephen King's failed attempts to hit film. Say what? <laughs> another one of Stephen King's failed attempts to hit film. He uh, he submitted the story under his pseudonym. Uh, I don't remember off the top of my head. Uh, Richard Bachman. That was his. Uh, <laughs> that was the pseudonym for uh, his uh, his novel, obviously Running Man. And this was yet another mm. attempt to take one of his movies. Obviously, didn't like it, <laughs> which is usually the case. What? <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to imagine why. Knowing this. Now I don't like what? this movie. I was going to be, like, positive and, like, enjoy this movie, but you've ruined it for me now, Rothi. Thanks. I'm sorry. Thank I'm you. Sorry. No. Th- was, thank you, Rothi. I was interested. I was interested to see your vibe on this because this movie has the same style and aesthetics as Escape from New York. So I thought you were going to go off on this film. No. This, is what, this was entertaining. Richard Bachman ruined this movie this for you. This was entertaining. <laughs> Richard Bachman ruined this for you being so high. Oh, high above you. Wait a minute. That's a different Bachman. He's so high. Careful. The Cleopatra. With the, with the... We're done here. We're done here. Uh, I like that song. So, uh, no, Dan, you're wrong. This is a great movie. Let's not talk about who did what with it because uh, it's perfect in every way. No, it's not. Uh, but I love this movie just because of what it is. It's honestly probably my favorite good bad film. It is not a good film. Yeah. <laughs> it's bad. But no. it is so entertaining. I love this movie, even though it's it should be bad. <laughs> yeah, and it's one like of those that. movies for me. If we're going to go into the history right away, uh, this is one of those movies when I found out what Arnold is. I was like, oh, let's uh, go down a hole and see what happens. And then I watched this movie. <laughs> I was like, I get what's happening here. I love what's happening here. I can't wait for 2017. And Oh, and how we're, how we're going to regress with our vehicles with giant square headlights and shit. <laughs> like... I love yeah, how and we're square. Wear, wear light brights. <laughs> yes, exactly. I, I just love how square everything has to be in the future from the 80s. 
Everything was always squared and and hard edges, no roundness to anything. Do you think that that's just where Tesla pulled his Tesla truck idea from? Maybe. He was rewatching Running Man. He's uh, a little bit stoned and he, he saw, him, <laughs> saw him pull up. He's like, holy shit. Get my design team. This needs to happen immediately. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And then this is a movie I go back every so often to go back and watch every few years. Yeah. I, I, Just get that urge. Ken, I guess when was the first time you think you saw it? I want to say it was probably in my teens at some point, but it was probably... It was probably more likely in my uh, late, yeah, but it was probably about mid to late teens when I could first start uh, obtaining movies by myself. Sure, sure. This would be a good movie for that age. Oh, yeah. Oh, totally, totally. I I watched it yesterday for the first time. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta watch it at some point? I mean, yeah. Just don't watch it before (laughs) bed because you won't sleep with all the spookies. It's... What? <laughs> Dynamo's gonna come and get you. Oh. Sing oh. you to sleep. Captain Freedom's gonna, gonna be told to, to go get you, and then he's he's not gonna wanna. <laughs> Just walk off set, never to be seen again. I had to look that up before we started recording, because I'm like, did he disappear? And sure shit, he did. I was like, I had to have missed it. I had to have been like, doing something <laughs> in the room and, and missed him dying. But no, luckily... Luckily, nope. Jesse Ventura made it out of this one. <laughs> he didn't get a hole blasted through his chest. We're okay in this one. Did he just walk out, or did he actually do the uh, scene at the end? Spoilers where they uh, where they deep fake Arnold's face onto the guy. Did they deep fake the face onto Ventura as well? So in the movie, they use previous footage of Captain Captain America Freedom, Freedom, Captain, Captain Freedom, awesome Freedom, Cap- Captain Freedom. <laughs> And then they just put Arnie on the other guy, supposedly. Yeah, so 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 neither of them were actually in that room. Yeah, neither one. Freedom actually had left. Wonderful. Basically, or whatever his name is, he he kicked him out, essentially. He rage quit. Yeah, he was going to be dressed up as a a tin tin soldier. He didn't want that. Yep, jankiest looking armor I have ever seen. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So (laughs) is Jesse Ventura this era's Sean Bean? Uh, Because he dies all the time? Yeah. He just shows up as extras in a whole kind bunch of action of. movies to kind of die. I guess you could kind of argue that. <laughs> Except Sean Bean is always a main lead. That's the difference. That is the difference. Sean Bean is always a main lead, and he has like serious acting chops and drama. <laughs> he always oh yeah, he's definitely trained. Sean Bean is amazing. Jesse Ventura is just a sexual tyrannosaurus. <laughs> That's all he is. <laughs> I will have to say I was delighted watching this. I forgot how much I loved him in this film. This is hands down my favorite movie with Jesse Ventura. It is just off the wall camp and I love every single scene he's in. (laughs) His character is a lot of fun. It is, it is. So I guess, Joe, I'm assuming you have a history with this film. Well, yeah, I watched this a lot as, I'm going to say, before a teenager. And I think the reason why I kept watching this as a kid was it proposes a state of heightened danger it's action it's uh, a little bit of future and then it's also things you know like a game show and the way it's run is very under you can understand it Mm -hmm. so i see it being that even though there's some some blood not a lot and there's violence there's some sexuality in it and stuff like that those things aren't big it's just campy action campy lines 
and it's an it's, easy story to follow so a child can like get the sense that they're watching an adult movie be entertained by it and understand everything for the most part and enjoy it that's yeah i really think it just was a simple movie that i could understand and enjoy as a kid easily digestible and i would have to second that definitely yeah and it's goofy it is goofy it's, it's so goofy. over the top goofy it's not serrious. It's not terrifying. That's what I love about yep. it. I mean, for fuck's sake, the first stalker is, a, is an ice skater. <laughs> a sumo <laughs> a ho- ice a hockey skater. player. Here we go. I gotta appease the Canadians watching. <laughs> and I mean, he's got every opportunity to take that super sharp blade that can cut through a gong and just chop away at these people. But instead, he opts to play with them. And that makes it much more campy and much more fun. Yeah. Draw it out. Absolutely. And then everyone can, at home can win their home prizes. Like the video box set or <laughs> oh, the at home edition. I have a note about the one of the home prizes. I have a note. I have a note. I'll let you finish though. Oh, I mean, that was the finish I, I wanted to get into since we're all board game players. What you think the home game entailed? Because oh, I think we could actually make a really fun home game. Can you game. imagine what's inside that box? Sure. <laughs> I imagine it's a bunch of cardboard tokens and maybe like a bobble popper because that was popular in the 80s. <laughs> yep, a couple of uh, dice. Yeah. It could be a really fun game. I imagine you get cards to be like uh, some dynamics of what the stalker does or what you can do. But it, it's probably hell bent on the stalker winning right. no matter what. So you remember... Uh, Rothy, the Jurassic Park game you have? Yeah, yeah, the escape from... Where you're, you're always the dinosaurs, and we're the ones who are being murdered. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I imagine the uh, the mechanics working a lot like that game. Oh, for sure, for Where sure. you got you, your squares, you can only move a certain amount of squares, and then certain players if you have get caught with... Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I could totally see that. And then you have, like, three... You could have up to three stalkers on the board at once. And you're moving them all around trying to stop the other players. I, I like where you're going with this. Cool. I can see this work. I miss board games. I do, too. I, I, I obtained several more. I actually got the Shining board game for uh, clearance on seven for seven bucks. It's probably going to be crap, but I, I can't <laughs> wait to play it. <laughs> but we're, we're not talking about the movie that we should be talking about. No, but it would make a really good board game to eventually end up in a pile at a discount dealer for 50% off. In a pile with other movie licensed games. <laughs> Which movie are we doing this week? The Running Man. The Running Man. <laughs> oh, yes. That's a great movie. Yes, we should yes. talk about it. It should come with a DVD with Killian on it so that you, at certain points you have to fire up the DVD and watch him do his announcing. Oh, man. Killian. Richard Dawson. Isn't that... That yeah. name's a bit on the nose. <laughs> yeah, he's... Uh, yeah. It's, a great, it's a great name. It, it, it tells you what's coming. It's great. It leaves no <laughs> doubt for all the old ladies who are watching this. Because, I mean, in the future, nobody's going to be watching Family Feud. That's why they have to have him in a more violent role. And in the future, no one <laughs> under 40 is going to be watching this show. Oh, my God. It's it's all senior citizens. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. It's it's a good mix of people. That Ben Richards is a bad motherfucker. Still my favorite line. I love that. That was an interesting turn <laughs> yeah. in this movie. However, <laughs> we should turn back and talk about the trailer. Yeah, the, the trailer. trailer. Okay, um, so yes. when I asked you guys about there being a trailer... I watched the movie and then watched the trailer that Amazon had because we hadn't gotten a link posted in the Discord yet. Sorry. It's fine. No, it's good that you did because whatever the fuck Amazon has for their quote-unquote trailer, it's literally just like five minutes, the five-minute scene of Arnold and Maria in the airport. It's just, oh, it, there's there's no, there's no graphics, there's no overlaid anything. It's just the, the scene. I'm like... 
the fuck is this? I, I've honestly noticed that with several movies on Amazon where they don't have legitimate trailers. They either don't have trailers at all, or some movies have just a scene from the movie for like three, four minutes. It doesn't make any sense, and it's annoying as hell. Other streaming services have that as well when you like you hover over, and they sometimes play a trailer. Other things just, you know, give you a portion of the movie, or even worse, they give you random tra- uh, scenes with really annoying music over the top of it. Oh, sure. Netflix. Yeah. Netflix, when Netflix changed, when they changed and when you hover over a movie, it starts playing and they had like the five same stock songs for every single movie. <laughs> <laughs> so there's always some really shitty like rock song or a horror song or some mystery song. I wasn't going to say names. <laughs> it, it, it has to be said because it was shocking. It was shocking. All of a sudden you log into Netflix one day and Jurassic Park's playing some sort of weird sci-fi horror haunted house theme. It's like, what is going on? And you're on? like, there's there's definitely trailers for this out there. Yeah. This must have taken more effort than actually just getting the trailer and putting it up there. Exactly. And, and it was shocking to go from the John Williams score to whatever the hell they had playing over the top of it. It was just ridiculous. Yeah, not, not John Williams. Yeah. It cheapens the movie for sure. Uh, I just, the uh, thing that I have with the Netflix is man. I turned it, I went and turned off the autoplay because I couldn't stand like, I need to figure out how it, to do You have that. to go in through well, yeah. the desktop app. You can't go in through mobile. That makes sense. I'll check that out too. Cause nothing drives me more crazy than just wanting to read about a movie and it's already playing in the background. Yeah, like, like a, like a train that's leaving and you're yeah. still trying to decide mm-hmm. if you want to get on. I can't pay attention where there's all that noise in the background. I'm like, just let me read this for a second. Some bitches. Mm-hmm. Sorry, the trailer. Uh, yeah. And this trailer is, uh, it's not bad. It's an eighties movies trailer. It's got the voiceover, which is the only way you know this movie is in 2017, as far as I'm concerned. It does what it's supposed to do back in the 80s these days. It would actually be very corn. It would be. It would be. But it definitely sets up you to uh, expect it includes some uh, classic one-liners like, how about a lift? He's a hothead. He's a hothead. There we go. I think my personal favorite of the entire film is uh, he had to split. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> These are some of the worst one-liners. But they're so on point. They're so bad. They're so on point, are, though. They're, they're too on point to be clever. <laughs> I love them. Which is why care. they're so fun. I love it became a running thing in all Arnold movies. Yeah. I found out the guy who wrote this also wrote Commando. Oh. Ah, that makes sense. So that tells you why that Commando has good one-liners. But yeah, I thought the trailer kind of pitched the movie being... It's serious? I'm going to have to be sad to use. Yes, that it was going to be a more serious movie than what it was. I did not expect this to be serious, only because I was seriously concerned that you guys were going to be throwing another chopping wall at me. So I, I did not, I did not going, did not go in expecting it to be serious. Cheesy action movies are our thing. Uh, right. Yeah. This is my kind of movie. So Hell if yeah. I say it's an amazing movie, it's usually going to be because <laughs> it's this kind of movie, just like chopping mall. Same thing. Twist your brain out, set it aside <laughs> and just let it happen. Yeah. Don't think too hard about the fact that the world is still fucked up around all these characters, that nothing got better for them. It's just a smidgen of a story inside a pretty well-developed world that is actually kind of interesting. I I will say that there's a lot of things that, yes, they definitely sync up with things that are happening now. Uh, So they called some things right for sure. I 
thoroughly enjoyed the matte paintings in this film and thought they were actually pretty well done. I agree. I really could not tell seams and I could not tell cuts. There was not a lot of matte painting transitions that I noticed immediately. There, there the, were matte paintings? The most notable, oh, I think, yeah. would be in the helicopter at the beginning. Yes, yes. That's probably the most noticeable just because you can tell they're on a on a stage and in a rocking helicopter chassis. But... None of them are wearing PPE. None of them <laughs> are wearing... <laughs> Can't oh, hold movies to that. A long time a ago. Helicopter. They didn't know. They, can't, they didn't oh. know what we'd be looking at in the twenties. <laughs> in the roaring twenties. This is three years before the pandemic, Dan. Three years but before the pandemic. They have no concern for hungry citizens. How are they going to have concern for soldiers who are supposed to shoot those hungry citizens? Uh, you got a point. Uh, uh, <laughs> I, I, I honestly love the fake edit that they do on. That they do and they show off on TV of Schwarzenegger just firing on the civilians. The edit that they do is so hysterically well done. I, I just love the way they cut that. It's so good. And then I also love in the unedited version, they still edited out the part where they're hanging Arnold out the helicopter saying, no, don't do that. We're supposed to apprehend him. Yeah. And they pull him back in. They cut that part out of the unedited version boring. at the end. It is boring, but also that's not important. It was supposed to be unedited and that was still edited. <laughs> oh sure, sure, I get that now. Yeah. <laughs> so before we go on, just in case anyone listening to us has not watched The Running Man and are slightly intrigued by all these things we're talking about, the movie is about a gentleman who is framed for a crime, put in jail. He is a beefcake who breaks out of prison. And then game show that kills inmates for the pleasure of the viewing audience as such gladiators in Rome to keep the populace sedate instead of uh, acting up. He sees them and says, yes, bring them on the show. I'll murder them for ratings. And it doesn't go quite right. So, so very, very That's poorly. Fairly what the movie Killian. is. Yeah, Cocky it really bastard. I just need to throw this out that one of one of my favorite things about watching these movies again is finding background characters that might only have a minute or two of screen time and noticing them from another film. It makes me so happy when that happens. <laughs> um, in that in that opening where they escape after he's been sent to prison, the the character I can't remember his name, but the one that goes running off before they actually have the defenses down and his head blows off. Carlos, I believe it was. Was it Carlos? No, I want to say it was Carlos. Chico. 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 That's right. Chico, that's it. Chico, because I have it open. They said it like 500 Chico. times. Chico, Chico no! you're going to die. <laughs> nope. I have IMDb open, and yes, he's in at least three movies that I know him in. He's from Speed. He's from Tremors. But the, but the major noticeable role that I remember him from is he's Carter from the Lost World Jurassic Park. Wait. He's when Peter Stormare wanders off to oh. go take a leak. Yeah, he, Peter Stormare goes off to go take a leak, and Carter puts his headphones on. He's eating a cracker. So he doesn't hear Peter Stormare's cries for help after he after Oh he my god! Yeah! I just caught that briefly. It's just like <laughs> him running full speed towards the fence. I saw his face. I'm like, holy shit, this is great. I, I just love it when that little tiny detail happens. It's like, yes, I instantly remember him from this or this or this. Good I for that it. guy for getting bit rolls in a bunch of money, in a bunch of movies. <laughs> right? It's not huge money, but it's consistent money, and that's important. Exactly, exactly. Oh, that's... Yeah, ex- there's a lot of cool bit characters in That's exciting. I like this. So, speaking of things you like... I should maybe open my list, huh? What are the things that you like in this I film? I like Mick Fleetwood being Mick, the resistance leader in this film. <laughs> that made me grin. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So much, so much on the nose. 
I had a double take when the credits were rolling in the front. I'm like, wait, Mick Fleetwood's in this? I'm like, holy shit, that is Mick Fleetwood. <laughs> it's like Tony Danza playing Tony in that one show that he was in that they had changed his name to Tony to because uh, he couldn't, he never responded to the name Mike. I mean, who's the boss? Yep, that's it. The uh. intro has some very interesting CG. Yeah, yeah, for, for this day and age. I mean, it, it was pretty good for what they did. I mean, it, it's obviously, it's 1987, so we are a total of, four-ish, five-ish years away from production of Jurassic Park. So <laughs> the standard hasn't been set yet. But honestly, the, the CG they used for like the computer graphics and things like that on the, on the monitors was fantastic. I liked it. I liked it a lot. I love that we use uh, Jurassic Park as the measuring stick to <laughs> any other CG in the movie. Yeah, in movies. I mean, you, you kind of have to never use movies like really did. And that's what a lot of like professional reviews base stuff on based other movies on is the CG compared to Jurassic Park. But the <laughs> the classic uh lawnmower man was let out oh, not no 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 not no, 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 too no, no. far off from that movie another, that was oh, perfection. Ken. <laughs> coincidentally coincidentally another failed Stephen King adaptation. <laughs> well I mean we are we are knee deep Seriously? in that time period, Rothy. <sighs> You could say we're actually neck yeah, deep. I know, I know. We're we're a whole body length at this point. I disagree with this being a failure. This is a great movie. Yeah, Ken, um, Lawnmower Man, I believe, and I'm I'm gonna look it up so I, I can prove myself wrong or right. But I believe Lawnmower Man was the film where it was so unbelievably bad compared to the source material that Stephen King actually had to sue to not be associated with the film in what any way whatsoever. Oh, that's so good. Then <laughs> did they uh, say produced by and then put in that name that they used? Yeah, that, that one that they used for the they, movies they... that the directors don't give a shit. Yeah. Like, like Dune. Yeah. The one that they put in when people are like, I don't want my name on this, so they have to put in a name, so they just put in yep. that one person's name. Yeah, no, I was right. Yeah, uh, unaccredited after lawsuit. So he had to actually sue to not be part of the movie. <laughs> And he doesn't associate himself with this, obviously, either, because he didn't like the way it turned out. But at least it's not as bad on the levels of Lawnmower Man. He still was okay with The Running Man, even though it didn't do what he wanted it to do and it wasn't what he was envisioning to the point where he didn't feel like he had to sue it. I actually kind of want to read The Running Man and see how it compares. I would like to see how yeah. poorly the production company took a Stephen King IP. I guess, Dan, the, the big key difference, the reason why he did not like this movie compared to his own is really it comes down to the characterization of Ben Richards. Ben Richards in the novel, from what I understand, I, I did read a little bit up on it, but I, from what I remember, it was essentially it was more of a story about a man with desperation. So The Running Man was a TV show in which you could be a contestant if you wanted to be after testing and whatnot. And you'd be selected to be on the show. Whereas in the movie, it's more of a punishment for certain ways. But uh, um, okay. In, in the book, he's more out of desperation because I think, if I remember correctly, his family's ill or somebody in his family's ill and then they're obviously very poor and he wants to go on the show to try to get money to, I don't know, take care of his family or whatever. But the fact that they went from that to just Arnold Schwarzenegger being tossed into a prison for <laughs> what this film kind of portrays, it's 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 a complete change of tone for that that aspect. It's, it's a man who's desperate to try to do anything versus... Arnold with machine guns coming into every scene, just blowing everybody away. I'm I'm not locked in here with you. You're locked in here with me. Yes, okay. very different, very different. Plus, I, I I liked this. I had read this last night. There was a 12 hour head start in the book. That sounds cool. So the contestants. Oh, just, so yeah. then they're yeah, they just go wherever and then 12 most hours dangerous later, game yeah, instead. Exactly, definitely more most exactly. dangerous game. Okay, okay. I'm still gonna 
find the yeah, book so and the give book it a read quick. sounds interesting. I definitely want to check it out. Speaking of, of Schwarzenegger, can we talk about his beard in the prison? <laughs> Yeah, I wish I could grow a beard like that because I can't. And I I had I had some beard envy. It was pretty bad. He also makes smoking cigars look really fucking cool. Yeah, I smoke cigars and I I I just choke all over the place. (laughs) Same here. And then my mouth tastes like shit and I get mad. (laughs) I do like that scene where they introduce him, where he's got the beard and you see him carrying an I beam. And you're like, no qualms about it. This guy is a beefcake. This is what we're setting setting him up as. It's not like Kindergarten Cop where he just happens to be a beefcake. No, this is what he is. This is what he does. Yes, he's carrying a freaking I-beam. His his hard hat is too small for his head. He's just this. <laughs> let's, let's put him in clothes that are maybe a size too small to emphasize his biceps. Just... <laughs> this is a comically large man. We're going to send him against a guy with a hockey stick, light bright, a uh, guy with the <laughs> strangest uh, That was flame not thrower. a flamethrower. That was a chemical <laughs> thrower. Excuse oh, me. Here's our munitions expert Still back. Still against the Geneva, Geneva Convention. I gotta say that the dude with the chemical thrower is probably the most militaristic in the entire movie, even uh, the military people. Uh, I assume that's some sort of military prison he's in. Otherwise, they just uh, mixed him in with regular Joe Schmo prisoners. And since it would, seemed like it was a government operation to squander squash the uh, hungry people, man, the, all those people in the... Uh, and the prison didn't know how to use a gun. They're all yeah. just like, ah, loosely th- flailing their guns around. Whereas the guy, the guy with the uh, chemical launcher, like, looked very controlled and comfortable running around with flame th- with the chemical launcher. Probably because it was dangerous if he didn't do that or, like, the uh, flame would go out and they would lose that cool look to it. Either way, he looked like the most trained with a weapon rather than all these other people who were supposed to be trained with weapons they were just flopping their guns around like it was nothing (laughs) everyone had really bad gun um management in this film everyone oh yeah it was ridiculous whipping around (laughs) i i I assumed you were going to say one of the things you liked joe was the uh oh i had the same note yep the obligatory (laughs) uzi with a scope fucking love that shit I missed it. I I'm knew sorry. it. I knew it. The scope, the scope gets lost when she comes out on stage on stage at the end when she's walking in the tunnel with the red lights towards Arnie. The the scope's uh-huh, gone. Uh-huh. It was on there for that one shot where she twirled around and shot the guy, but that's it. She realized she didn't need it. <laughs> I love it when a gun is taller than it is long. <laughs> oh, yeah. It looked. Like a uh, a gun from Star Wars. It did. It, it did. looked like a laser. It, really it had so many <laughs> extraneous barrels. Oh, it's so good though. So good. So I, I don't know, guys. Uh, favorite uh, favorite stalker of the film, shall we? Oh. Uh, oh <laughs> I mean, I have a feeling Captain that Freedom. Captain Freedom Captain probably Freedom's would have favorite. been. Yeah, Captain Freedom's on the list. Had he actually went out there with the toaster on the his toaster, chest. The toaster, the like oversized spork <laughs> and the, the like wine bottle opener <laughs> in the chest. Did you guys see that in his chest? Yeah, yeah. It's just this. I, I would have loved to have seen him in that stuff, but I think I respect Captain Freedom the most because he had the power to just say no and leave. Oh, for sure. And he wasn't a... Uh, ungrateful freak like dynamo yeah they spare his life and he comes back and tries like, to rape the girl it's like are you kidding me exactly <laughs> dynamo's power was really cool being able to throw lightning however that was the only cool yeah. thing about him uh what about a sweet ass stupid go-kart <laughs> <laughs> the tesla truck i mean that's where his real power comes from that thing can drive up garbage hills until it flips over and he cries like a baby yeah yeah <laughs> That was 
uh, a piece of something that I, I took away this time that I never really thought about as a child or really as a teenager or anything is that these stalkers suck. Yeah. Oh, they're all awful. They're all bad Fire, at their Fireball job. Fireball is supposed to be the but badass. And, he, even and he's terrible. He is terrible. <laughs> but as a kid, I'm into it because, oh, that guy's throwing flames everywhere and he's walking through them. That guy's throwing lightning. This guy's got a chainsaw. Yeah. Like, and they build Fireball up as like the badass. It's like everything's going to hell. He's kind of just drinking with the ladies and all of a sudden it's it's his okay. time. He's like, yep, it's time I'm for me go, to head in. I'm going to solve this shit. Go get this shit done because my coworkers can't do shit because they're dead. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Buzzsaw for me is probably the weakest out of all of them, hands down. <laughs> just, he had a crazy face and that's about Weaker, it. weaker than the guy on skates? I would, hey, hey, I would hey, argue hey. yes. I would argue yes. <laughs> the guy on skates gets layer actions. He gets uh he gets the layer uh benefit where he, uh, the his the ice, ice rink, his ice people rink. sliding around and so uh, okay. you guys remember when uh we played D and D the last time there was the ghost of Christmas past present and future yeah and one of them uh, turned the entire layer into an ice rink yeah I may or may not have uh drawn that inspiration from sub zero you mean just <laughs> just zero written normal zero yeah just plain zero i had exactly that guy pop in my head i'm like "Ooh, let's do that <laughs> and we could build some weird mechanics around it so you guys slip and slide around it didn't do much he died very quickly but, it's but still fun. it was still fun for me yeah it's, it, it's good attention to detail it's speaking fun. of attention to detail the second studio audience member yeah. with all his winnings in his pile of winnings, I'm gonna post a, uh-huh. a, an yeah. image in the in the Discord chat. I am so. excited. I love how most of the winnings are just gifts. Like they don't even bother trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. They're just wrapped presents. Yeah, oh, here you got this, and you got that. <laughs> and I'm always oh, wondering if they get to keep those things, uh, or oh, damn if it. they actually have to. Uh, they got a chibi Gundam no, back in the eighties. It's it's that it's that Gundam model, but that did, <laughs> it, it copied the wrong photo. I want this give me this image there we go give me this image as well i need this to was the side of the oh. box and i lost my shit being being the gundam nerd no that i am way. oh that this was just sitting that. in the pile of stuff that the guy got <laughs> nice there's a lot of little things like well i say a lot but to me there's some fun stuff like that uh in another scene killian is walking and talking and he stops and talks to someone behind him, but over his shoulder is a monitor, and it has the ladies dancing on stage, and then it has a credit sequence running over it. And this time was the first time I actually read the screen, and it has some cool stuff on there because it was filler. So <laughs> it apparently says some really funny stuff, but I caught uh, makeup by that dude doing your makeup or something like that. <laughs> it it was someone needed to put in font. They filled it because they weren't told what to put on it. And then they put it there as a filler and then it never got replaced. So it has a scroll going by that's just sarcastic as shit during like a serious <laughs> quote unquote scene. Oh, I, I need to go back I and see it. this. That and I love the posters for the other shows that ICS runs. Oh, the Climb so for Money. They had Hate Boat. Um, 
The hate boat. Oh, no, it was, hate it, boat? Was it Climbing for Dollars? <laughs> or climbing for or Dollars. I love Climbing sign. for Dollars. <laughs> or something like that, yeah. Climbing, climbing for, for dollars. dollars. I think it was Climbing for Dollars. <laughs> oh, so good. I want to see those shows, or, too. Whatever the, I want to see Hate Boat. Whatever that crazy hate one was. Boat. Just a, That's got to be the good. The one that was just confessed with the guy hiding behind the flag. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like that. Oh, man. <laughs> so good. Pain, American so these are style. all games designed that people can't win, right? <laughs> yes. Like, Climbing for it, Dollars, yeah. sure. You're climbing to get money up a rope, trying to put it in your orifices. Pain, American style. I really need to pay more attention. That's so good. Oh, I love it. I also like that some of the stalkers are obviously plucked from the world's strongest man competitions. Mm -hmm. And if anyone has watched those, you know that being the world's strongest man is not the world's like no. most athletic, no. fittest man. You are no, no. muscle They're just very strong. They're, they can everything. Everything. They're very strong. You, yeah, you can lift a motorcycle, you can throw it, but you can't run. Yeah. <laughs> no, no yeah, that's why they give them cars and motorcycles. Yeah, physical attributes are, are damned if they can't have any kind of stamina. <laughs> yeah, and I'm sitting there thinking, I'm like, I guess that's what they... Because the World's Strongest Man competition was actually really big at that point in time. I remember actually watching them with my dad, and... I, I'm assuming that's why they did that because Arnold is not a world's strongest man. No, he's but Mr. He's Olympia. Very athletic. Well, wasn't he Mr. Yeah. Wasn't he Mr. Universe? Or Universe? Yeah, that's it. But his style of muscle is way. Yeah, it's different. not stacks on stacks on stacks. Yeah, it's lean and cut and made to look good versus uh, the world's strongest man, which is beefcake. Uh, we're just gonna bulk up. Beefcake. <laughs> B o e f beef. It just. It entertained me because I'm like, they keep saying that this is an athletes, no, and I'm like, no, no not athletes. You they're know, not definitely athletes. not. They're still athletes. <laughs> there is still a lot of. I mean, it's weird to call the murder of people ath- ath- athletics. We'll call it a sport. It's a blood sport. But these people are still athletes of sorts. I mean, they're they're doing their lifting. Yeah. And their but I suppose is uh, do you consider the WWE folk? Uh, athletes mm, to yeah, a point. So yeah, I'm Damn dumb. It, Ken. Sorry, Ken. Punchy ballet. I apologize to all the world's strongest men. You are I athletes. Mean, we could, he is when, correct. When they're doing the strongest men competitions, for sure athletes. Because yes. that's the shit that you see in Olympics. If Olympians were to set their mind to it, instead they decide Pulling to go trucks. for uh, a little bit more precision. Except for there is still the heavy, gotcha. the lifter people, the heavy lifting people. Are the world's strongest men in the lifting bits? I don't know. The lifter, lifters never get on TV, or at least I never see them on TV. Uh, I don't know. I couldn't tell you. I, I've seen a few of them, but I, I, I just don't think that they're in the same category. Because the Olympics have very standardized, this is how you do it, you know, snatch and pull or whatever pull. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know, there's technique. Hang the world's clean. strongest man. When I used to watch that, it was just all bull rush, flip tire. You yeah. know, it's definitely pick, a more pick up with your legs, not your back. That's about it. Yeah, yeah, that's that's where I was saying it's a a lot less precise. The Olympics have a very precise set way of doing things, and uh, the world's strongest men are just uh, brute force through everything. Let's throw a car in that second story window. Okay. 
So we, we've been saying things that are like things we enjoy about the movie. Is there anything that you didn't enjoy? Soundtrack. About the movie? Yeah, I hated the soundtrack. The soundtrack. <laughs> There's amazing. so many. Stop no, it. there are so Stop many it. points in this movie that would have been so much better had the soundtrack not been ridiculously bad. If it wasn't electronic, what would it have been? Because John know. Williams would have been so That's out of true. place. I never said John Would you like Williams. the Cure no, no. <laughs> or Rush as the uh, like? I'm trying to. I, I don't Trent know what a good Reznor. soundtrack. <laughs> he okay, was in a garage went, band yeah. at this time. <laughs> yeah, Nine Inch Nails would be amazing. Actually, no, 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 Joe, 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 no, no, don't you? Eighty-seven. Don't, don't you dare, Joe! I, I'm looking up one of our past reviews here. When, when I'm did Pretty up, Hate Machine? I'm looking come up out? one of our when last did... reviews here. All right, so The Crow. When did pr- came out in 1994? So you may be right. This was 87. You may be right. That was seven years. Yeah, I thought that The Crow was in the 80s, so I'm kind of shocked that we did that movie, and now I feel sad. The first Nine Inch Nails album came out in 89. Yeah, yeah. no, you're right. So this is the time period. He was in a garage band that was doing okay, uh, but fell apart. I believe that's what was happening during that time. And then he was doing like a one-man band until it became Nine Inch Nails. Yeah. Why, why do we do... That's your Nine Inch Nails history. Why do we do a 90s movie? <laughs> we went past Jurassic Park. <laughs> we'll never do Jurassic Park. <laughs> we'll eventually do Jurassic Park. There's not really much to say. We can do Jurassic Park this There's year. There's not really much to say. <laughs> There's not? Here... I'll, we'll watch it, and I will shit all over it. How about oh, that? Man. Like a giant tris- triceratops, sick triceratops. Because I read the book first. I did, I did and- too. I did too. And then I read it after. It's uh, it, it's such a what-could-have-been scenario. <laughs> I guess it could go more musical and less uh, straight electronic noises, and that would have been kind of cooler. I like the ex- Exit song. The exit song is great. I have no qualms weird. whatsoever with that exit song. <laughs> I, I do have qualms <laughs> with the arbitrary love story having to be shoehorned in because it's the 80s and you have a macho man megastar. You have to have him kiss the lady at the end. Yeah. That was stupid. And then grab her by the neck and walk off. <laughs> I almost always chalk that up to uh, adrenaline and just needing to do something more. Instead of kill love? Yeah. After all that killing, you However, gotta get some love in. However, it seems really weird. It does. It's just out of place. It is, but the love story is exactly like what this guy wrote for Commando. It's almost exactly the same. Sure. I love it. I love it. I need to go back and see Commando again. It's been too long. I don't know if I've seen Commando. I I just only vividly remember the beginning. I feel like I have. I just vividly remember the beginning with him at his house out in the woods with his daughter. That's that's all I ever remember. (laughs) I, I can't remember anything else. Alyssa Milano? Yeah, yeah. Let's not give too much away. We'll just end up watching it Yay. and then talking about Sounds it here. Good to be. Are we going to do a Arnold blockbuster bring the summer back series? Sure. I don't care. We can whatever whatever we want to do. I'm not I'm not going to complain. You, you know what I you know what I do want to complain about? Rocket sleep. Uh, can we <laughs> complain about the fact that 30 minutes into the movie was the first those longest 30 minutes <laughs> I have ever experienced? I, I can kind of agree with you. I think the movie would benefit from getting into the game show faster. I would agree. So what we should call the Hungry Games syn- Syndrome, we should call the Running Man Syndrome. Yes. Where it spends too much time fondling its balls before it actually gets into the meat of the movie. <laughs> I, I could put a little a, a little less a little less terse, but that's okay. You can cut that well if it's put. too graphic. Well put. Well put. So well put. Mike, the, the, st- the immediate start is good. That's some good exposition. And then... At some point, 
it forgets where it is and is just walking around in circles for 20 minutes. Like an escaped insane asylum patient that soiled himself and is wandering I was going to say dementia patient, but that's fine. All right, it does take a while to get into the killing. However, I feel like all that stuff kind of needed to happen in order to uh, set up why you should cheer for Ben Richards. Otherwise, the audience turning on Ben Richards would be very what the fuck, which if you look at the audience perspective, it's still what the fuck. The audience just wants to see murder. They're not there to see the punishment of a convict who murdered 1,500 civilians who were hungry. They're there to just cheer for somebody to be murdered. And once Ben Richard kills the first three people, there should be no, uh, there still should not be a, oh, he killed three more people. Let's cheer for him now. Yeah. It's a really weird turn for me. Stacking up bodies faster. (laughs) I agree with that. Right. The betting outside makes sense because you're like, oh, that's where the money is. However, the audience inside who don't benefit from, who are cheering for the punishment of the criminal, they shouldn't be turning like that. Like everyone gets quiet and you're like, oh, yes, this makes sense. But then they start cheering for him. You're like... No, not until you see the unedited edited version of his uh, story should you actually be cheering for him. There is the part where he spares Dynamo's life. But they boo him for that. Which could ingratiate you to him a little bit. They, they boo him. They, they do. boo him so hard. And that's that the point. That part of the movie is one of the best things, though. Because what it's doing is showing that the people in the audience are portraying themselves as being there to be better than these people who are being put on display and murdered because they are unlawful. They deserve this. They know what's coming for them because they broke the law. But when it comes down to it, they are just as bloodthirsty for murder as the people that are on the game show. It's tearing them down by their own hands. And it's actually probably one of the best parts of the movie is watching the people who think they are better turn into monsters themselves without even realizing it. Wow, that uh, really sets up some commentary on current events. So good. Yes. Nothing's happening. What are we talking about? Can't accept that you are the monster as you watch yourself turn into a monster. Yeah, that's a... Wow. Good job, 1987. Yep. Ultimately, what it's saying is that in order to have this kind of show, you have to be a monster. Yeah. Hands down. Yeah, absolutely. Which is why that turn is so hard for me to take. But also, you are 100% right, Joe. Yeah, I'm not a monster. (laughs) But I mean, yeah, for how stupid this movie is, that is such a good play. It's amazing that such a campy movie can make a A commentary statement. And then you have your, your popular guy who's leading the game show, who's full of charisma, that can lead these people all around by the nose get them whooped up into encouraging murder and they can't realize that through his charisma they have turned into these people craving murder and th- things like that now to be fair Very good it stuff. does help that he has the uh, a media source on his side to uh oh sure bend facts to disseminate your message without worry of being shut off or shut down to not be told that you are lying. Yeah. Oof. I might be saying a lot of things right now. <laughs> <laughs> I did not expect to get into this territory. <sighs> anyway, that was how, a good how part do the, of the movie How do they me. decide to uh, give out the prizes 
to the audience the members. The audience members are, 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 chosen, at <laughs> ran- are <laughs> chosen at random. And then... So, yep, I get that. And then they choose a stalker yep. to murder. And then they just start giving them gifts. Did they land blows? Did they first blood? Is there some sort Did of arbitrary point scale here we're seeing? Like, is that why <laughs> must be. Sub-Zero is playing with the guys? Is so they can uh, drum up a little bit more points for the uh, player, the audience members so they can get more prizes. Wouldn't that be the way to become the most popular stalker though? And then get more pay would be to toy with your people so that the people watching get more prizes and then love you more because if they pick you, they get more stuff. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, I think so. But you have to do it sooner than later. Otherwise they're going to get away and uh, be able to get to that tropical Island. (laughs) Well, okay. So for sub zero, there's no way for the contestants to go away. So there's no reason for an audience member not to pick sub zero because they're stuck in there with him. Like when they pick uh, dynamo and, uh, and buzzsaw they're able to run away it's an open field how did they get I think in you're pointing here? out flaws in the movie here. yeah now i'm all of a sudden i'm like wait a minute how did they even get him into the sub-zero layer what if they put sub-zero into that that junkyard his skates would do him no good <laughs> they would be a hindrance well in certain parts they had people on like motorcycles that are funneling the runners to kind of drive them yeah so they must corralling hurt yeah. them occasionally ah it's eh, I don't know. Sure, they herded him. They did herd him into the uh, into the arena. Interesting that they didn't bother trying to uh, stop the people on the microscope. Uh, microscope. What the hell? <laughs> it's amazing that they didn't try to <laughs> stop the people on the motorcycle. Like, oh, True. you're bothering me. Yeah. Just yeah. kick your wheel because you're not doing anything. <laughs> you're just driving next to me and being annoying. Anyway, one of the biggest things that I didn't care for was. Once Ben Richards signed on that he's going to do the running man show, they gave him like his medical and they're shoving needles in him. They're giving him barium in his bloodstream. And one of them says, uh, he's not going to be running for long now. (laughs) (laughs) But he ran forever. The man wasn't even slowed down. Nah, nah, because he's the most fit person he ever had on the show. He could get over the whatever shit they put in his body. But it didn't do anything. <laughs> and they never even talked about it. Because it, it obviously is telling you, we are hindering this person. Yeah. And then as the movie goes, he's not hindered at all. Like you, What the hell happened? You can assume that one of them's like a tracker. Because it says barium tracker. Yes. And like, yep. so that's how they know where he is. Just like the Hungry Games. The uh, Hungry but, Games. Um, <laughs> apart from that, I don't really know what the other stuff is they put in his body, and I, I'm wondering if they go into that in the book. Well, this was 1987, so I'm assuming Quaaludes. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh. Mm. Give him... Wait, I don't know what Quaaludes do. I just have heard the name. Does that give him an advantage? <laughs> I mean, if they're drugging him up, they're doing a bad job because they put him to sleep afterwards, and I assume he's asleep overnight, which means he slept off all the drugs. <laughs> Probably. He just sleeps off the drugs. One other things. Uh, This movie could not get away from the Uzi trope. I at first I thought there was only I thought there was only going to be one, and the one Uzi (laughs) in the movie was going to be held by the heroine, and then all the grunt guys had Uzi esque weapons, and I was very disappointed. Uzis are cool, Dan. Especially when you put a scope on it. Doesn't matter that they're ineffective. Um, why did Richard? Why did Why did Richard blow up? In the end, 
Killian blew right. blew up. Yeah, and, uh, what was behind that billboard? Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, that, that was amazing. that was sad, flammable. <laughs> like Jesus Christ! I love it though. I love it. What a hell of a way to end a movie. It's just so absurd. It's just body in a cage. Boom. <laughs> so you're like, okay, Arnold, you're gonna put this guy in a thing, send him down to send him down the same shoot that you got sent down. He'll be in an audience. Oh, you know, and they'll let him out. You know what, guys? Because everyone loves is. this guy. I, I get it. If you if you paid attention, there was no net. There was no there was nobody down there the to catch him. Oh! But what was behind that goddamn billboard? Okay. Why did it explode? Explosives, Ooh. obviously. Fireball's body. No, no. I mean that's what fire... happens when you hit like ignite that cola. Maybe. That <laughs> fireball. That cola was already terribly, terribly. Cadre cola. I mean, it's cadre. Who knows? Yeah. But if we are going to talk about the end of the movie, uh, we had mentioned earlier something about <coughs> it didn't nothing changed. However, the media outlet was exposed for telling a lie. The major media fellow was murdered, and it was set up that perhaps this was the turn that the uh, revolution needed. They had hijacked the satellite uplink, and so there is a possibility at the end of this movie of a positive outcome for the However, rebellion that might not entirely be true because they did say that they only had a certain amount of time before the the network would change to a different satellite oh no 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 that's why they were storming the the tv station was because they had to stop the people who would change the uh manually change the satellite uh, okay so and then he's like oh that's why i need to go so he went there to uh, stop them from manually changing things, which I don't know why they bothered. They never manually changed the password at the start of the movie. <laughs> like, oh, what are you doing looking over my shoulder at the password? And then they don't bother but changing But the other guy that. keeps hitting the lock button, and, well, he's like, no, unlock, lock. Yeah. Unlock, which lock, is unlock, a, lock. It's like, which is an amazing what? technological uh, battle right there. I love that I, so much. I it's so ridiculous. Too. It was amazing. <laughs> And, of course, they fix it after Carter's head gets blown off. Chico. Chico. In this movie, Chico's head gets blown off. Which, by the way, that was very frightening as a child. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That and the uh, neck of uh, Sub-Zero getting... Razor-bladed? Strangled with razor wire. That was the two most graphic things in the movie. Oh, no. I think for me it was the charred bodies. Of the previous contestants. Oh, sure. That that haunted me as a a kid. as, As a kid, that could be haunting. Yep. I think I was too detached to understand really what happened to them to understand why it would be kind of scary. It it was too fantastical, I think, for me as a kid. To I'm be desensitized by everything, and that so scene what I, didn't well, bother me at all. You're an adult, Dan. I also just watched this movie the first time in less than 44 hours ago. Let's say that that shouldn't that probably wouldn't affect you nowadays since we watched Indiana Jones with all those bodies yep. in there. I swear they just picked up these guys and threw them in a temple and called it good. These guys, did you the first time watching it understand who these three people were? Because they didn't necessarily hold your hand at that point. They did say the names and they assumed that you would remember the names. Previous of winners, the yes. people yep. who won the past games. They did come back. Yeah, and I got it when I was kind a kid. Of, okay. Because I didn't quite get it until later on. The first time I watched it, I didn't get quite it get it quite later until later on when they're showing the people again, like you know, the the final cut. Uh, this is how they're doing now on the island, and then they cut from the Hawaii picture to the charred corpse, which I don't know how they got that footage to cut into it. Because <laughs> there's cameras everywhere. Yeah, everything was recorded. There are. 
There was definitely several cameras inside the helicopter. Yeah, yeah. Everyth- it makes you wonder, like, the, the, the film has the exact same shots that are on the cameras in the movie. Oh, oh where's it end? What's what? Maybe this whole movie was propaganda fed to us to make us believe something. Maybe. This was all doctored footage by the rebellion, so that way we would turn on the government? <gasps> yes. How dare you? And the rebellion actually are the bad guys. You, you need to go home, Joe. For this right now. Talk. You go home right now. <laughs> Done. Damn it. He's already home. <laughs> so along those lines, is there an opinion that has changed for you on this film except for dan because he doesn't apply from when you originally watched it to watching it now i i still like it i'll still watch it (laughs) i mean some things don't hold up for me but so many things in the movie do hold up this is so this is a good mindless like just want to sit and and just veg it's my it's as mindless as you need it to be but if you want to dig deeper i guess you can get deeper i mean we did uh, like, Joe got, Joe got, oh man. Yeah, he did. And, and it, it very much mirrors what's happening in this year already. So it's really right. awesome. What a point of time to watch this. The story. timing is incredible. Actually it is. not planned. I mean, it was planned well before it happened. You, you, I, I actually didn't hear Listen to last week's episode. I'm sorry, Joe. I'm sure it's, you cut it amazing. You cut a lot, a lot of time, uh, but <laughs> we did decide this prior to week's events. Yes. Yes. There was no grand plan. There was no cutting, so to speak. I have to, to get more work. alcohol for next week because I am totally unprepared. So are we. We don't know what we're watching <laughs> oh, next yeah, week. Yeah, we... Uh, Wait, two well, weeks. Before we get to that, I wanted to also say that when I was a kid, like I said earlier, it felt like it was a, an adult movie that was easy for me to follow and it wasn't too uh, disturbing to or scary it was just silly enough and now for me as an adult this is goofy ass mm-hmm. shit <laughs> that it's just fun to watch because it's arnie saying one-liners there's richard dawson or whatever that's his I name so richard dawson yeah he's awesome in this movie he um, really is just the fact that all the stalkers suck at their jobs <laughs> yeah there's so much fun crap and it's it's a full fully supported Hollywood movie. It's it's just so much fun. There's not a person I can point into this movie person I can point to in this movie. I said it right the first time, yay. Uh that I would say did a bad job. They all did a wonderful job, especially for what this movie is. They could have stepped off and just been straight slapstick uh goofiness, but they all did a wonderful job of uh doing what they're supposed to be doing in this movie. And I, I just, I didn't see necessarily any weak points for acting or portrayal of characters. They all did a really good job. And I really enjoyed this movie. And I'm, I'm in the same boat as you, Joe. It's a start. When I first watched it, I was like, Ooh, this is kind of, this is kind of creepy. But uh, as, an, as of yesterday, it was, uh, 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 it's still an amazing movie, but for I mean, the camp was still there the first time around, but it's more camp and still more, it's still fun. That's all that's left for mm-hmm. this movie for me is just how fun it is. Campy dark humor is one of the things I love. Yep. <laughs> Robocop. <clears throat> yes. When else do you get to see a famous, well-known game show host really let loose? <laughs> I mean, seeing him actually swearing in this film, being a badass, yeah. and like being, a, being an asshole, it's fun. Yeah. That's one of my things I always took away from this as a kid. And he's not trying to kiss anyone. <laughs> yep. With a lot of unsolicited kisses. And hugs. Yep. 
does the film stand up? Yes. Yeah, actually more so than I thought it would, <laughs> considering everything going on in the world. <laughs> it got a lot of things right. It called a lot of shots. If you're prepared for the cheese, yeah. I think it holds up. If you're, it's, if oh, yeah. you're, it's yeah, you gotta know, you gotta know it's uh-huh. cheesy walking into yep. it. Had I gone in thinking this that this was going to be a more serious Schwarzenegger film, I would have been angry, <laughs> like a racer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, cool. Very. That was us running the paces with. The Running Man, taking home our board game version of the Rewinders podcast. Wait, we have a board game? If you can please like, rate, review, comment, subscribe, and share that, that will help us grow this podcast. When did we get a board what? game? It's in the mail. Oh, it's, it's, mail. it's oh, oh, getting okay. sent in the mail. Okay. It's in the mail. <laughs> so we can expect it in like, you know, a month? Uh, no, it's Chinese yeah. New Year's coming up, so it's oh, going to Chinese New Year! Oh, oh, shit. I to air my grievances. <laughs> so next time... We will be watching Beastmaster. Did this sound like Beastmaster? Beastmaster. Beastmaster. So come back in two weeks when we rewind again! Can we rewind to the Beastmaster 2 through the point of time? All I know is on the cover, there's a fucking tiger and there's a a, a car driving through a portal. Is that Bruce Campbell? You wish.